RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christi. The Word of God is living and active when motherhood, faith, and fitness intertwine. For Kristen LeConte, motherhood and fitness go hand in hand. She's both a stay-at-home mom and a part-time fitness instructor, and has been working with a fitness program called Fit for Mom, a program that supports wellness in women throughout all stages of motherhood since her oldest daughter was born. But when she signed up to run the Boston Marathon in October of last year, she didn't know she'd be doing it seven months pregnant. Kristen's decision to run the Boston Marathon actually started to take shape back in 2015. She had had high hopes for herself during her first qualifier, but ended up needing to walk most of the race, encouraged along the way by Father Edward Hopkins, L.C., who ran the half marathon, and Father Michael Sliney, L.C., an avid marathoner. This first marathon experience led Kristen to take time to understand and attain the physical and mental fitness she would need to achieve the goal time at the Boston Qualification Race. In 2018, in Hartford, Connecticut, Kristen made the time and was set to run the Boston Marathon on April 20, 2020. When the COVID pandemic arrived, it canceled, among so many other things, the race for which Kristen had worked so hard to qualify. When the opportunity finally arrived for Kristen to run the Boston Marathon in October of 2021, she did not hesitate to apply. A week later, she found out she was pregnant with her fourth baby. Kristen knew that this meant that she would be attempting to run the marathon 28 weeks pregnant, just into her third trimester, but this only made her desire to complete the marathon even stronger. I knew this would take faith and would be more than just running a marathon, says Kristen. It would become a pilgrimage of sorts. Kristen's resolve to run the race seven months pregnant didn't stave off all uncertainty. Several months before the race, during one of her longer runs, Kristen had a moment of doubt. I started asking myself, why am I doing all of this? What's the point? She was still early in her pregnancy, and she knew that the runs would only get longer and harder as her baby grew and the race drew nearer. But a supernatural motivation urged her on. I had this moment of light about doing this for all those expectant mothers struggling with the reality of having a child. Unfortunately, Many women today make the heartbreaking decision of abortion, and I wanted to embrace the challenge of the marathon as a sign that we can do really difficult things as moms and expecting mothers. And I wanted to offer up all my pain and sacrifice for all those expecting moms who are struggling with this very decision. On the day of the race, Kristen felt physically ready and spiritually supported by her faith and her Regnum Christi family. On the Sunday before race day, the group attended a runner's mass with other Catholics who would be participating in the marathon the following day and received a special blessing. Katie Tuttle, a consecrated woman of Regnum Christi, and Father Daniel Pajerski, L.C., who can celebrated the runner's mass, also ran in the marathon the next day. The day of the race was very beautiful, recalls Kristen. Obviously, being seven months pregnant, it was not my fastest marathon, but in a sense, it was the most meaningful. Kristen was able to run the first half before run-walking the last 12.1 miles. At the halfway mark, Kristen's husband, Brenner, and their three children surprised her by being there and running a little of the way with her. However, the most emotional part of the race for Kristen came when she ran past Boston Children's Hospital. 
One year prior, her teenage nephew had passed away, and it was at Boston Children's Hospital that he had undergone open-heart surgery as a toddler. Knowing that he had been there, that many other kids like him are battling there, and that so many parents, like my brother and sister-in-law, have to be so strong as they go through these truly life-changing challenges, motivated me to press on. After training for seven months and running the Boston Marathon with her unborn baby, Kristen couldn't wait to meet her. Serafina Grace was born on January 8, 2022, and fits in perfectly with her three little siblings, Mariella, nine, Brenner, seven, and Juliet, four. Serafina is named after the fiery choir of angels devoted to worshiping God. Kristen's first experience with Regnum Christi was at Loyola University, Maryland, where she went to college. She participated in the door-to-door missions in Washington, D.C., and the Regnum Christi spirit of an active, moving mission continues to resonate with her. I think the reason why I have always found my spiritual home in Regnum Christi is because I always like to be on the move, active, pushing forward, says Kristen, who sees her vocation to Regnum Christi as deeply connected to her joy in running. One of my favorite Bible verses is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The Word of God is living and active. I think often about this verse when running, and it reminds me of who I am called to be as an R.C. Apostle. I consider my R.C. vocation and my fitness to be intimately intertwined. Kristen lives in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and is part of the New York Tri-State Regnum Christi locality. She and her husband currently help run the challenge and conquest clubs that their children attend at their local parish. She is grateful for her Regnum Christi brothers and sisters who were praying for her throughout her pregnancy and training, and for the tremendous example of living an active, moving mission that they have provided her and her family over the years. Regnum Christi Spotlight, featuring Lisa and Rob Leonard. My husband, Rob, and I went through 16 years of Catholic education. While we were dating, we often went to Mass together, but we were cafeteria Catholics at that time, even though we didn't even know the term back in 1989. During our engagement, we went to an Engaged Encounter weekend in Garrison, New York. It was a grace-filled weekend, and we decided to embrace natural family planning. We had a beautiful wedding at my college chapel. Life was busy. We both were in the process of changing careers, going back to school, and moving to NYC. Five months after our wedding day, we found out we were expecting our first child. Seventeen months later, we had our second son. We would take the boys to Mass at the NYU chapel, then St. Joseph's on the Upper East Side. During this time, we had little support for NFP. None of my friends or family were using it. Life was getting quite hectic, working full-time as an RN in Manhattan, my husband teaching, and the four of us living in a one-bedroom apartment. We went back to our cafeteria Catholic ideas. We eventually moved to Putnam County and had another child, a girl this time. Three was the perfect number for me. We went to Mass on Sundays, and the children were enrolled in CCD. But at some point, I thought to myself, this is not enough. We need more from our Catholic faith. In my church bulletin, there was a four-year course being offered called Familia for mothers of young children. I decided to join. I would drive 25 minutes down to Katona to meet with seven moms in the group. This was a life-changing time for me. 
I learned the truth of Humane Vitae and now fully understand the Church's teaching on contraception. It was a beautiful moment of truth for me. My husband was fully on board with returning to natural family planning, Creighton Method. The women in my familia group were now my source of support for all things truly Catholic. During this time, I was introduced to Regnum Christi, and I started attending monthly mornings of reflection, MOR. I so looked forward to my bi-weekly familia meetings and the MOR. I soon went on my first spiritual exercises. I was over the moon. I came home so excited about Christ and my new understanding of my Catholic faith. At this point, I couldn't wait to join Regnum Christi and incorporated soon after. As I continued to grow in my faith, I heard our Lord saying to me, you should have another child. Now at this point, nine years had passed since my last child. After I discerned that the Lord really was asking me to have another child, I then went to my husband to talk about it. I explained that since I was older, there was a chance the baby might have some difficulties. I asked my husband to pray about it, and he asked me if he could ask for a sign since it was such a big decision. I said, of course, ask Jesus for a sign. Well, on Christmas morning, Rob received his sign. The night before, after Mass on Christmas Eve, the family was sitting around the dining room table, and the boys asked about their birth stories and what happened on the day they were born. It got to be late, and we went to bed before my daughter's birth story could be told. Now, the day before, my husband had just put bird feed in the bird feeder. It was empty for quite a while, and as you may know, it usually takes a bit of time for the birds to come back to the feeder. Anyway, back to my story. The next morning, we woke up to open Christmas presents and sat down to our Christmas breakfast. At that point, my daughter asked about her birth story. While I was telling it, I stopped and looked out our big picture window and saw a cardinal in our evergreen tree with a blanket of snow in the background. Everyone looked out the window. It was a postcard picture. I then went back to telling my daughter's story. After breakfast, as we were cleaning up, my husband came up behind me and said, I got my sign. Rob said he asked to see a cardinal on the evergreen tree on Christmas morning, and it happened while I was telling my daughter's story. Our second daughter was born on the Blessed Mother's birthday. During the past 18 years of Dragon Christi, I have been involved in several different apostolates. Challenge, Three to Get Married, Little Flowers, Mornings of Reflection, C4, Team Leader, Retreat Facilitator, and now Section Director. My time doing apostolate work, especially three to get married, has been a blessing for our marriage and our family. The legionary priests and consecrated that I have met through the years have been a blessing. I have been able to turn to them at any time. My encounter team has been such a support for me during the joys and sorrows of life. I am able to turn to my team and ask for prayers during times of need. And oh, what those prayers to our Lord have been able to do. Regnum Christi provided me with the means to grow in my Catholic faith and love for Christ. And for that, I will be forever grateful. The Water in Your Well Weekly Message for March 15th, 2022 Dear Friends in Christ, Give me a drink. We hear in this Sunday's Gospel Jesus asking the Samaritan woman for a drink. Most of us are familiar with this story in the Gospel. In preparing for this reflection, I was struck by the almost indignation expressed by the Samaritan. 
How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Instead of thinking about all the cultural and historical reasons for this question, a question was formulated in my mind. How often does our Lord ask me to do something unexpected? I began reading the narrative again, asking the question, what if the woman had refused to answer Jesus? She would not have encountered the living water offered to her by Jesus. She would not have encountered the Christ, the fulfillment of the promise of the Messiah. She would not have met mercy when facing her personal sins, and she would have missed the chance to witness to the people in her town who believed in Jesus because of her testimony. God knew exactly what the Samaritan woman possessed. He knew the longings of her heart. He had already plumbed the depths of her well, as he does with every one of his children. I wondered, how many invitations to draw from my own well have I refused out of fear of the time commitment, or hindered by my feelings of inadequacy, or because I would need to let go of personal sin in order to say yes? What did I miss? More importantly, who did I miss? On one of my mission trips to Haiti after the earthquake of 2010, I was working with the missionaries of charity admitting new patients to one of their clinics. Sitting on the benches waiting for assistance was a woman nursing her child. Women nursing their children is a normal sight. But this woman was severely emaciated. Her skin hung from her bones, and her infant was equally malnourished. She was not drawing from her surplus to give to her child. She was drawing from her need. At that moment, I saw Christ in her. It was one of the most poignant examples of sacrificial love I have witnessed. This week, we celebrate the Feast of St. Joseph. He too was asked something unexpected, to take Mary as his wife and to be Jesus' earthly father. I am sure there were many days Joseph looked into his well and questioned if he possessed the qualities worthy of parenting the Son of God. Joseph was a man of deep faith. With God, all things are possible. Jesus invites us to walk alongside him to change the world. He knows exactly what is in our wells, even when we doubt. He never asks for more than we can give. During this Lenten season, may we all strive to be attentive to the unexpected invitations to encounter our Lord and to be a witness who impacts the life of another. Wishing you a very holy Lent. In the heart of Jesus, Donna. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.